Adam. Yes, Scott. I had a question for you. Yes. Do you ever have that feeling where you feel alone or you feel like feel like you don't belong? Sometimes, yeah. Well, never fear, my friend, because you will never feel that way again. Because for your distraction is now a member of a family. We are. Yes, a Pottern family, to be precise. You mean that TV show that's on the air? No, not that. No? No, not that. The Pottern family, if you go on Twitter, search for Pottern family, give them a follow. They post all kinds of great podcasts, us included. All kinds of all kinds of cool stuff, man. It's it's great. I love it. I'm about to check it out. It sounds yeah, interesting. Definitely. Check out the Potter family. Buckingham. Is that her name? Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Lindsay Buckingham. It's a dude. Okay. I think it was in Fleetwood Mac. I don't know names. I'm not good with names. But I, I know the song. The song is a good song, was, though. Was Lindsay Buckingham in, in Fleetwood Mac? I think he might have been. Buckingham Palace? Did you ever watch the, no. Sa- you, <laughs> did you ever watch the Saturday Night Live skit where uh, Keenan Thompson does the game show? What's up with that? No, because I've not seen any recent Saturday Night Live. Episodes. Oh, it's, it's not that recent, but I. Well, I mean, it, Keenan Thompson's on the newer cast. Let's so. put it this way: I've never seen Keenan Thompson on any SNL okay. skit ever because that's how long it's been. Did you see him on All That? <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Keenan and Kale. <laughs> oh man! But yeah. he does he does this skit on Saturday Night Live where he's a game show host, and the whole time he comes out singing, "Ooh wee." <laughs> What's up with that? What's up with that? It's so great. And he's got like three guests on his show. And the entire time, like, he doesn't even let his guests talk. That's the whole funny thing. He'll sit down and he'll just like occasionally like get up from his seat and break out in the song. The whole show's about him and he's like the host. He never interviews anybody. <laughs> his third guest is always Lindsay Buckingham. And after a while, him doing this, like, he goes, we out of time. <laughs> like, he never gets to his guests. But that sounds uh, very similar to the old Will Ferrell sketch with Jeopardy. And the third guest, he would always have a Sean Connery. Yes, remember that? Yeah. Yes, those were good too. Those Celebrity Jeopardies. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're not talking about Saturday Night Live, even though, if only, even <laughs> though, the movie that we're discussing definitely has some Saturday Night Live ties, like direct ties, or it just feels direct like direct ties. We're talking about the classic 1983 John Hughes film, National Lampoon's Vacation. Classic movie. Great film. And it stars Chevy Chase, who was a cast member of Saturday Night Live. Original cast member, I believe. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and um, it's also got Beverly D'Angelo, Randy Quaid, Anthony Michael Hall, Chris, the the very foxy Christy Brinkley, oh, and yes. everyone's lovable fat guy John Candy. Oh, I miss John Candy so much. Oh, I miss John great. Candy so. much. Uncle great. Buck. How great was Uncle Buck? Another John Hughes film. <coughs> we'll have to watch that. Speaking of that, yeah, I was thinking about it. Look at my John Hughes. I was trying to make a top five John Hughes films. I had a hard time with it. I, I had to come up with six again. Would you like to hear my list? I would love to hear your list, Scott. All right. So, and some of these he, he wrote, most of these he wrote, some of these he directed also, but at number 5A, I have the aforementioned Uncle Buck. I really like Uncle Buck. 
It's a good film. It is a good film. I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. Big ass pancake. Yeah, yeah. I, I always wanted to eat that as a kid. Me too. Was, like so nobody ever made that. There's for no me. fucking way that tasted any good either. No way that Why? tasted because it would have never cooked all the way through. That inside what? of the dough would have been all I don't know, if you have it on a flat top mm, and disperse the heat. Would ne- the mid the center of it would have never cooked. Well. But we'll, still it looked delicious. We'll have to try that sometime. Number five B tied <laughs> it for fifth place. I have Home Alone. Do you like Home Alone? Macaulay Culkin himself. It's a Christmas film to me. I definitely think of it, it about Christmas. They're, 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 I was going to say they're all Christmas films, but the first two are Christmas films. Anything after two is garbage. Yeah. Uh, even two is sketchy. Two is okay. Two is all it's right. Okay. It's, it didn't make it's my okay. list. Number four, great classic. I have Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, I love that movie. So great. Much. Number three, <laughs> I've got a classic, The Breakfast Club. It's okay. I like it a lot. It's okay. It's okay. Number two, I have Christmas Vacation with the lovable Griswolds. And my number I've one. I've probably seen that vacation movie more than any other one. My number one is the movie we're going to review and rate right now. It's National Lampoon's Vacation. I think those vacation movies are my favorite John Hughes films. What's your order of vacation films, Adam? Um, I'm going to go. Have you seen all of them? <clears throat> I don't think I've seen every single one. Um, European, five. European. All right, so go through the list. There's vacation, Christmas there's, there's vacation, the original vacation, Vegas, um, Christmas, European, Christmas, okay. Vegas, and then the new one that came out with. That's Ed right, Helms. the new one. Yeah, I've I've seen all but European. Then. Oh, I've seen I've all seen but them European. all but the new one with Ed Helms. New one isn't isn't bad. It isn't bad. It harkens to the original one more than any other ones because it's a direct sequel for this right yeah it's 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 when rusty is an adult and he's got a wife and kids and everything and he's a fairly successful pilot and yeah it's 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 a it's a pretty good one it's it's very raunchy like the middle ones the uh christmas vacation european and vegas they seem to all be more family oriented comedies to a certain extent but the first one and the last one they made are very raunchy. The first one has some raunchy minute moments. The last one they made was super raunchy. It wasn't bad, but it was really worse, raunchy. Worse than this one? Yeah, yeah it was. I mean, there was times in this movie where you were like, does Beverly D'Angelo really need to show her boobs? Yes, she does. But she did anyway. But she so we're like, Okay, cool boobs. She does. Boobs, yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, I would rate, honestly, um, Christmas. Because I have a huge nostalgia for that one because I've seen it most than any other ones. I've watched it all the time when I was a kid. Um, the first one and the most recent one would be followed, third. Yes, and okay. then and then Vegas. Okay, and then European only because have I, have, I haven't seen. Yeah, haven't I haven't seen, seen it. it. It's but not yeah. fair to rank yeah. it when you haven't. seen I would it. argue the most recent one is better than Vegas. Honestly, so your order is Christmas Vacation is your favorite. <laughs> Christmas then the original first. Vacation is two. New. The new vacation is three. Yeah. And Vegas vacation is four. Yeah. That okay. would be that would be my ranking. All right. My order goes like this. <laughs> my number one, my favorite one, is the original vacation. The movie that we're going to review and rate right now. A close, a very close second is Christmas Vacation. I really do love Christmas Vacation. It's an awesome film. Then Big Gap. Big Gap. And a distant number three, I would put European Vacation. Was it European not good? Eh, it was okay. It wasn't horrible. And then number four, I would put Vegas Vacation. I, I just, I haven't seen the newest one, so I can't put it on the list. But that's just my opinion. My opinion. I don't like European Vacation compared to Vacation and Christmas. Fair enough. So, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I enjoy that. This this movie written by John Hughes, but it was directed by our good friend, the late great Harold Ramis. Oh, Harold Ramis. You love him a lot. I don't do you? love Harold Ramis a lot. You know, I, I, was, I miss him. I miss him. I thought it was interesting. He's really known as an actor because he uh you know, he was in Ghostbusters and he was in Stripes. You think of him as an actor? Yeah. But he's an excellent director. Like he, he directed this film. He also directed Caddyshack and Groundhog Day. And those are two absolute classics. He's done a lot. Like, I'm looking at the list of movies right here, and he's there's a, there's a lot. He's, he's wonderful. I'm a big fan of Harold Ramis. 
So, you want to go ahead and start talking about this film? Absolutely. Let's start read, I have I have the I DVD. I forgot he did Knocked Up too. I forgot how Ramos was involved in that. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Okay. He's done a lot of good stuff. All right, shoot. shoot National stop. Lampoon's Vacation. The Griswold family drives cross country with an awesome tank full of laughter thanks to three comedy pros, star Chevy Chase, writer John Hughes, and director Harold Ramis. So, the movie starts out, the main character is Chevy Chase. He plays Clark Griswold. And his goal is to take his family, his, his wife and his two kids... Rusty and Audrey. Rusty, who's played by Anthony Michael Hall of other John Hughes fame. His goal is to drive them cross-country from Chicago to L.A. to go to Wally World. Which my brain makes no sense why you would drive all the way across country instead of taking the plane. Which is a joke they make often enough in the movie where it's like, why didn't you just fly? Why are you driving? Why didn't you just fly? I guess... I mean, is that a thing families do, Scott? I mean, I have a family, but we don't really take vacations. We don't go on trips or anything like that. Is that a thing they do? They like they at a certain point you're like, I just want to drive. Let's have a family trip. Well, speaking from experience, because I just went on a vacation yeah. to Florida, and we drove, we drove long and far. Airplane tickets are expensive for three people, and then you get there. And you don't have a car. So to, to get around, you got to then rent a car. So to drive your own car there, yeah, you're spending money on gas. But in the long run, it's cheaper. To fly is wonderful. It's absolutely more convenient. You're there in the fraction of the time. But we do it for a, a, a monetary reasons. Yeah. In this film, they're doing it for the experience. He brings. He, he says... It's all part of the experience, kids. He brings it up a lot. I mean, this movie, oh gosh, it's very 80s. There's it a is. lot of it things is. that like millennials would not understand. I mean, you see them early on, you see them with the the Atari playing the scene where he's trying to map out the, the journey and I thought that was cool. I liked that part. I liked uh, that scene. Yeah, it was really cool, very inaccurate the fact that the kids were allowed to invade his session with their games and stuff like that i thought that was very inaccurate as a as a man who enjoys video games and likes computers i'm gonna tell you right now i think that's total bullshit just saying i know it's done for comedy's sake it's but, done, yeah i mean look I, I i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna piss on the movie just because that i'm just saying that's the part it's like that's not a thing that's gonna happen but okay but if you look early on in the film when he goes to get the new car you know, yeah. Clark and Rusty go to get the new car, and he's he's getting this blue Sportster, <coughs> and he gets there. Oh, and he's actually, all about it. The car salesman, I thought this was that was Eugene Levy. Was it really? That was that was a very young Eugene Levy. That was that was Jim's dad from American Pie. Oh my God! It is. It is I'm him. looking at it right here. It is him. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, I didn't recognize him. Yeah, so, did I? So he plays the like sceney used car salesman yeah he's like it's just like grizzle's like this isn't my car because he gets he oh that's this is where we see the iconic the first scene of the iconic it is metallic p family truckster which is that car big ass station wagon for those of you who don't know an uh, a fugly station wagon that has like four headlights on it It for no reason Oh jeez, but but and Griswold's not having any of it. He's no. having none of it. He's like, that's not the car I ordered. Okay, these it salesman's trying to be all coy, like, oh, it's okay. This is a better car. But if you want the other car, I'll get your car right but now. Happened, even though it's a better car right here. What happened to his old car? He uh, was trading in. They took it right to the scrapyard. <laughs> they <laughs> they took it, it right to the scrapyard. They smashed it up. It's you, all flat. You know, it's, Mr. Griswold, you're absolutely right. I'll get you your car back, and it smashed. Like like a pancake, and, and he goes to get in he the car. He goes to get in the car. I love that scene. And he that- steps in it too, and everything. Like, what's going on? And then he realizes after a minute. And I love that humor about Chevy Chase. He does the physical humor. You don't see it in this movie, but he's the one who invented the the. You look at your wrist with no watch, and you go, "Oh, geez, look at the time. I got I gotta be." You know? <laughs> he's the guy. That's his gag. 
And it, it's it's like the physical humor that comedians yeah. do. And he pulls it off well. Too many people try it, and it doesn't work. Like, think about, like, Dane Cook. He's a Can piece I of garbage. Can I not? Yeah, he's horrible. Did you ever watch his stand-up? He just, like, gyrates and thrusts yeah. and throws his body. Yeah. He's trying to do physical humor, and it's just too much. It's, like, over the top. Like, I can't he does a lot him. of stand-up where he's on a circular stage and the audience surrounds him. So he can walk back and forth yeah. and do all kinds of stuff and everything. That's part of his thing, but it doesn't work. It worked for like the first two shows and after that it's like, all right, this is this is old now. Yeah. Old news, I, Dane I, Cook. I'm, I'm very into the Chevy Chase does. I love him. Community, which we've talked about before on the show. One of my favorite television shows, Chevy Chase is in it. So... The, the journey starts. They start cross country. And this is where the chaos ensues. Like, I mean, when something can go wrong, it goes wrong. First of all, it really scared me whenever they started going across country. And I don't know why it's, it freaked me out a little bit. It freaked me out a little bit. They were singing songs in the car as they were going down the road. Like, they were genuinely singing songs with each other. Like, no sarcasm or anything like that. It's like... All right, this is kind of weird, but okay, I'm for it. Like, I, <laughs> I get it was a thing. I understand it was a thing. But as a person who lives in 2016 right now, I'm like, that's fucking weird. Again, this movie's very dated. It's very 80s. But you know what I liked about this, Adam? We should have mentioned this when we first started the, the review. You and I, you came over to my house, and we sat down and we watched this film together. Yeah, we actually watched it together. Our, so. our other two throwback cinemas we did, we watched them on our own took our own notes and came back. We watched this film together. And when they were doing the scene where they're singing in the car, when they're starting the journey, I pointed out to you the one song they were singing, the Mockingbird song. Yeah. I pointed out to you and you didn't pick up on you. It's totally ripped off in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. They sing it a lot more horribly. Ma. Gang. Bird. Gang. Exactly. But they're ripping off their paying homage to this scene where they're singing that as they're driving. And I love, like, Rusty and Audrey in the backseat just kind of look at each other and roll their eyes, how lame their parents are. And then they, they, throw, they throw on their cassette tape, their Walkman. Yeah. Play some, the Walkman. play some Ramones, some Blitzkrieg Bop. Yeah. Loved it. Loved that. That was a cool scene. In the day and age of cell phones and tablets and computers and laptops, I cannot imagine going through that long of a road trip with just a single cassette tape and a Walkman with a finite amount of battery, mind you. That would yeah. I can't imagine doing that anymore. Yeah, I can't imagine doing that anymore. Yeah. So then they get to St. Louis, Missouri. Missouri. Might have, might have been Ferguson, Missouri. I'm not Missouri. sure. It doesn't matter. It's Missouri. It was uh, one of my favorite lines is when they obviously take a wrong turn. and They're, they're in a bad, bad neighborhood. And uh, Clark says to Ellen, he goes, he goes, oh, no, I'm glad I'm glad that the kids kids are experiencing this. He goes, kids, are you, are you seeing all this plight? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you hear a gunshot. gunshot. He goes, roll them up. Roll them up. <laughs> Family Guy parried that whenever they did their Star Wars parody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they had they had the, when there was a the final battle, whenever they were taken on the Death Star at the first movie, they had the Griswolds in a station wagon. But it was flying like a spaceship and had like little hover things underneath it, but it had like luggage on the top. And, <laughs> and his wife is like, Clark, this is a bad neighborhood. We should get out of here. And Clark is like, Clark's like, honey, it's important for the kids to see the plight of the rebels. Kids, are you looking at all this plight of the rebels? And all of a sudden this laser blast comes right across the ship. He's like, roll them up. <laughs> it's like, it's so great. great. That's a good that's a good scene. That's one of that's a good scene of the It film. is. And of course, Clark being the ever so gullible individual that he really must be, uh, he decides to stop for directions in the middle of this bad, bad neighborhood. That he does. And of course, this jive talking guy comes up jive to him. Talking. It's jive talking. Like it's the 80s, so it's got to be jive. Mm-hmm. He comes up to him and he's talking him up and stuff like that and he's asked for directions. And as he's talking to the guy and the guy's trying to give him bullshit directions that don't mean anything, the his posse his crew are all around the car take silently taking off the hubcaps and Stealing everything like the that hubcaps. yeah that used to be a thing yeah that again there's so much of this movie that's dated that like i feel like if i watched with my nephews who are like high school age and middle school age they'd be like 
huh? They'd be like, what, what, what are those? Why, how can they take his rims off? You know, like they're not rims, kids. Yeah. Today's age, cars have rims. You can't take them off unless you take the whole wheel off, the whole tire off. But back then, they were <laughs> metal hubcaps. And people who do have hubcaps today, I think they're just plastic junk. Yeah. The car, the cheap cars that still have hubcaps yeah. are junk. So nobody wants them. Like you see them like along the, along the road, like yeah. somebody like propped it up against a telephone pole. Like of course, it. of course, you find out as they're driving away. Um, later on, like five or so minutes later, you see they spray painted the side of his car. They spray painted. What did it say? Honky lips. Honky lips. That's what they Not to be confused with donkey lips. <laughs> yeah, from salute your shorts. Yeah, so they. That's a they different sp- podcast. They spray painted honky lips on there, which was which is fucking hilarious. That was funny as shit. Yeah. So is this now? Right around this time, like, this is when he, like, falls asleep and, like, almost wrecks into the motel. Yeah, he falls asleep, and they go through this whole fucking thing that never would happen in real life, but they're crossing intersections and, you know, making all these bullshit turns (laughs) and going through yards and everything like that. Like, it's, it's fucking nuts. Like, everybody's asleep, nobody knows what's going on, and they make it to the hotel, and they almost crash, by the way, into a semi, and they're freaking like, oh, my God, it's, it's nuts. Let's talk about how much of a hornball that Clark is. He is a horny bastard. He's trying to get some. Every hotel, motel they stay in, he's trying to get it in on his wife. I mean, look, all right, we talked about this briefly after we watched the movie. Um, I mean, he's a very, very big horn dog. But I mean, if you if you, if you got a wife and she was a good looking woman, Beverly D'Angelo's a babe. She's I'll a babe. Say, she's yes. a babe. And, you know, if if I if I was had a babe, you know, I'd be trying to get in a little bit too every now and then. Like not even every now and then, as much as I could, I guess is what I would say. Take it from me, <coughs> real marriage is not like that. No, it's not like <laughs> it's that. Not but, at I mean, all. maybe it should be like. But you got you got kids. Remember, that's I mean, you got kids. So did he. But they were gro- they were adults enough where he didn't have to watch him every Adam, two seconds. He was trying to get his some roadhead. He was trying to get his dick sucked with his kids sleeping in the back seat. They were sleeping. Who cares? That's that's no, you don't do that. It's the eighties. Who cares? It's <laughs> he, the eighties. He was just he was just such a horn. I agree with you. He wasn't. He was a horn. To dog. the point where every time Christy Brinkley would show up. And he would just, he would just like, I don't know. Chris Vega is the hottie in the Ferrari. The hottie in the Ferrari. My my was. wife, Kristen, has a total girl crush on Christy Brinkley. Currently, today, she's like, she's 60 today, Christy Brinkley, and she's still gorgeous. And Kristen, like, follows her on Instagram. And I'll never forget, Kristen had posted, like, a photo of Eva when she was younger. And Christy Brinkley like liked it, and uh, she must and, have lost her. And Kristen shit. went, "Oh my God, Christy Brinkley likes the picture of my adorable." Dude, I'm model. looking at a picture right now. She's a she is a babe. She's she yeah, is she was a supermodel. She is yeah. Supermodel. She looks like she's thirty. She's sixty. She looks thirty though. Like that's a thing. Maybe early forties. That's how she looks. Holy shit. She's gorgeous. Gorgeous still. I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. I was looking at yeah, some pictures. Yeah, that's all right. I'm sorry. That's I'm sorry. Right. But Back to the show. Yeah, she. every time she's driving around or every time he's always like, you know, flirting with her. It just like ah, to the point where we'll, we'll and get. Clark is, Clark is not a great looking man either. Like he's not even he's not that good looking. Like this woman has to know I could do way better than this dude. Maybe it's just the allure of the fact that. Because he's married, she's you know having sex with a married man. Maybe that's a little fetish for or something like that. Well, Maybe that might be. A we're thing. jumping all around. The movie we are. Right we now. are. But that's okay. The scene where they're at the the rest. I'm saying though, she's flirting back though. As as they're driving, every time you see him, she's flirting back with him too. You see the scene at the rest stop where they're eating lunch at one of the picnic tables because that was a thing people. Did. Yeah. And he sees her Corvette parked there. And uh, what's a Corvette? It's a Ferrari. It's a Ferrari. That's why I said the hottie in the Ferrari. It is a Ferrari. It's an '80s Ferrari. So, yep. She's Bright parked there, red and Ferrari. there's like truckers all around her that she's kind of like. She like, was talking to a cop. I think there she was, was there was cop. There was a trucker. <coughs> all kinds of people, and of course she she knows what she's doing. Oh she's yeah. Oh it. yeah. 
And then she sees Clark, and he's he has like a bologna sandwich. Mind you, he stood up and walked away from the picnic table, standing under a tree, looking at her. Mind yes. you, and he starts like hitting the bologna on his face, like trying to be sexy. <laughs> he's like he pulls up the the bread, starts licking in between and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm like, oh, Clark. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, all that. Uh, yeah, he's kind of a creep for all that, but it's all harmless until he gets to the to the hotel, the hotel scene. Yes. Where he and Ellen get into a fight. This is far into the movie, by the way. This is pretty far in the movie. Well, we're point. jumping around, but... <laughs> and I'm just letting everybody know this is this is not like this happens within 10 minutes. Yeah, and, and he he goes down to the bar. A married man on a family vacation with his two kids. And you see him, like, sit down at the bar next to this girl. And you see him, like, whisper something in her ear. And she, like, shakes her head. And she, like, mouths something, like, get away from me. And he, like, gets away from her. He, like, walks... <laughs> And he sees another girl sitting there. He, like, sits down by the bar, says something to her. And then, like, she was always here with another guy who went to the bathroom. He comes over and, like, taps Clark on the shoulder and gives him the thumb. Get out of here. And then, who's he find? Oh, Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley. And, of course, one thing leads to another. He, I love how he lies. He, he pretends to he, say he, he's, he's He pretends he's the owner of the hotel chain. He's like, yeah, those those really aren't my, my kids. They're my brothers. They're my brothers. I'm just pretending, you know, I own this hotel. I own the whole chain. And I like to go to incognito <laughs> and I try to, you know, go to hotel to hotel and, you know, check on things, make sure everything's good. You know how it is. You know how it is. She's like, oh, for a minute I thought but you were that was... you're in the CIA. He's like, oh, no, well, I'm not. Not not anymore. I used to be. You know, that was, that was a long time ago. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, that's great. That's so hilarious. And she knows, she knows he's bullshit. That's she so knows she's bullshit. That's so hilarious. Like, uh, and then he goes to the pool with her. And she strips down. <laughs> she does, and she jumps oh, in the water. Oh yes, she does. And you caught a little glimpse of some stuff. You know, you got mm. you got you got to see a little bit. It was a distant shot. But you, you got to see were a little you, bit. Were you slowing it down? Huh? Were you giving the slow mo? I mean, maybe. Well, I would if I could. But yeah, she she strips down, decides to go a little skinny dipping, and it's like giving him the come hither look, like you know, this let's is crazy. Go. This is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> And Man. he strips down all the way to his boxers and his socks. He le- no, he takes his boxers off. Does he take his boxers off? He take at, at at first he's standing there in just his socks and boxers. But then when he does the "this is crazy, this is crazy" yeah. clap, you see him go and he drop the boxers down. But then they show him dive in. But you see the white socks. Yeah, like he had his socks on his feet and jumped into the water with nothing else. And of course, Griswold. Uh, the ever vigilant man that he is gives himself away in tremendous fashion. Cold, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just screaming to the top of his lungs. Wakes up the whole hotel. Everybody comes out on the balcony, out their doors to look. Hey, did you ever? Were you ever naked, completely naked, and stitch of clothing on, and put shoes on? I don't think so. To just be naked with shoes on. I don't think so. Especially like big honking that boots. That sounds like it'd be weird. It's such a weird feeling. I it's think you've a, done it. I've done it. Yeah. I mean, I was, I've done it a couple times. One time, I I don't know why I was naked, but the dog got loose and there was snow. It was cold outside. <coughs> so I had to get the dog and I threw, like I had boots sitting there by the door. Completely naked. I was just getting out of shower. So I threw these boots on. What are you doing taking the dog out completely naked? The dog was going to piss on the floor. So you're throwing some boxes real quick and like, all right, let's do this. There was none around. The dog was going to get run away and get hit by a car. I had to do what I had to do. Listen, all right, if it's wintertime like that, that dog is freezing. All right, I am not chasing that dog naked I, in the snow. I, it, it's happened. I feel like it's happened other times too. <laughs> but the weirdest you- feeling is when you're naked, completely naked with your dog flopping around and you have shoes on. And especially when I had the big boots on. It's just the most awkward feeling in the world. It's kind of weird because shit's flapping around and going to side to side. I yeah, mean, it's got... Yeah. Just the boots, too. The boots, like... <laughs> like, especially when they're not even laced. Like, they're just hanging open, like, with tongue. Like, it's <laughs> just like, like the, the fucking, like, a Neanderthal that just found some dead guy's <laughs> boots just running out of the woods. <laughs> just once you yes. run it out in the road like that and there's a car... I feel like that was Clark. Like, think about when he got out. Like his socks are gonna be sopping wet. He's naked. It's like it's like when you go to an amusement park and you decide, hey, there's not a long line for the log ride, and you ride that log ride and you just get fucked. You just get splashed and you had your tennis shoes on, because you're gonna be doing a lot of walking that day. You yeah. wanna wear a comfortable, solid oh, yeah. pair of shoes. Oh, yeah. You got your socks on and your feet 
get soaked. Your tennis shoes, your socks, they're wet for the rest There's of the day. nothing worse than a wet pair of tennis you shoes. you got to walk around that amusement park the rest of the day with... <laughs> that is the worst. The worst. Got to be the worst. It I is. I feel like that was Clark. That was Clark. It was just his socks, though. I mean, it was just his socks. So yeah. He could have taken those off, you know, and yeah. carried them. So we got a little bit ahead of ourselves because I want to talk about <coughs> Christy Brinkley because she she deserves it. She deserves it. She deserves everything. Um, one other thing that they did is they went to go visit some family. That they did. And this is where Cousin Eddie. Oh, good who old is Eddie. A, it was a fan favorite. <laughs> he he come back in like every single freaking uh, movie, right? Yes. Randy Quaid. Was he, been in Europe, in he was in European too, right? I believe so, yeah. I don't think he was in the newest one. He wasn't in the newest one. He like went batshit crazy. He, he like thinks the government's out to get him and stuff and He looks like he, he looks batshit crazy. crazy. <clears throat> then there's Dennis Quaid. That's like his brother, right? I have no idea. I think Dennis Quaid is Randy Quaid's brother. He's in like Dennis Quaid always plays like serious roles. And Randy Quaid always plays like the wacky, zany, dick and fart movies. He played. He was uh, the crazy uncle in Independence Day. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, the, yes, the one was. that believed in aliens, and it was like, no. Nah. That's a great film. <clears throat> sequel. Hello, boys. I'm back. <laughs> I think there's a new trailer for the sequel. You see yeah. an you see an alien. Yeah, they're dancing. They dance. They dance. The aliens dance in the new trailer. I I didn't see the new trailer. I just caught a glimpse of it, but. All right, so we go and we visit the uh, the family, and um, Eddie's wife is Ellen's cousin. Yeah, it's a, is that I how they're I related? I think it's her cousin. Yeah, I think it's her cousin. And uh, another thing, I, I we probably should point out earlier in in the other film, I love how Rusty and Audrey are always different actors. They are too. In every, every single in movie. every film, and, and it got to a point where toward the end of the yeah, later movies. They were okay with it. They started joking around. I think Clark even said, Russ, I don't even recognize you anymore. <laughs> and then there was a commercial for something a while back, a few Christmases. It was a Christmas commercial. And it was like the Griswold family Christmas. I think and, I remember seeing yeah, that. Yeah, they were like decorating the tree and like Beverly D'Angelo and Chevy Chase are in it. And they have all their kids there, like the ones who played them. And he's referring to them as like Vacation Russ and Christmas Russ, European Russ, <laughs> Vegas Russ. And like he's got Vegas Audrey, European Audrey. Like yeah. they're all in yeah. it. Like it's, it's it's really funny. I like what they did with it. But uh, yeah, you see the whole family. And there's some great the the one cousin, the one girl. Yeah. Who's played by what's her name from uh, Thirty Rock? Uh, oh, she's in Thirty blonde? Rock the, now. Is that the blonde? Yes. Is that her really? That's fucking her. What's her name? Look it up for me. I'm drawing a blank. Oh Jesus Christ, Jane Krakowski. Yeah. Holy Wasn't shit, that's fucking her. Is that her? I did not yeah. know. Yeah. Oh my is that, God. Is that, was I right on Cousin that? Cousin Vicky, yeah. Cousin Vicky, yeah. Cousin fucking Vicky. That was her very young. She is, she is, she's, she's she hilarious. Looks, she looks, yeah, she's funny and she's good looking down She's hilarious. She's, she's funny. She's, she's in uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, yeah. This is a really good show. It's a really good show. It's a funny show. <laughs> she goes, I go steady and I French kiss. So everybody does. Yeah, but Daddy says I'm the best. <laughs> so it's the creepiest what, what shit. And I'm like, what? A great, what? what a great. <laughs> You're just like, what I the love, fuck does that mean? I love that. I love that line. That's great. <laughs> and then you see, you see, uh, the the boy cousin, and uh, Russ is asking him. He's like, he's like, well, do you have video games? Do you have space invaders? Yeah, you have asteroids. asteroids? Not me, but my dad. Sometimes the game is still in the toilet. <laughs> like, what do you do for fun here? And he takes him and shows him his collection of porn. No, it's funny though. <laughs> what it, what's really funny about it is he said he just says porno, and it's just a quick cutaway to them just sitting on the bed, bunk beds, looking at magazines. Yeah, it's like that's enough. That's like, enough I right use, there. I use them. How do you use them? <laughs> <laughs> And then later on, they revisit that. I, I, I didn't pick this up for the longest time, but you see, again, we're getting, we're jumping around, but when they got in the car accident and, you know, Clark decides to have a beer with Russ, he goes, 
He goes, Russ, he's like, you're the man now. He's like, yeah, I just became a man a couple of days ago. And you think about it, it was right around the time his yeah. cousin told him how to, what do you call, beat his baloney or something? I didn't hear what he said. He's like, he, told, he basically told him how to jerk off. Yeah. Taught him how to do it. <laughs> oh, it's great. But then they're getting ready to leave, get back on their journey to Wally World. And they pick up an extra passenger. Yes, they do. The, uh, what's her name? Uh, Aunt Edna. Edna, yeah. Aunt Edna, played by Imogene Coca. Oh, and she does a fantastic job. <clears throat> yes, she does. She does. She's that annoying family member, the annoying elderly family you don't want around, that you just want to get out of your hair, but you've got no choice but to be around her. She... <laughs> and she's got this horrible, terrible dog. What was the dog's name? I don't remember. I don't either. I have I, I have no remember. It was a horrible dog. Terrible, vicious, vicious dog. Just didn't want to. Russ, get the dog. But dad, he bites. Well, bite him back. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, when you think about it, Clark Griswold is kind of a horrible father to a certain extent. He's kind of a really bad. Well, dog. he does by trying to hook up with chicks all the time. I mean, you're a fucking married man. That's the only thing that really bothered me about him. He comes off as such a slime ball. But other than that, he's like the lovable Clark Griswold. Like you want to love him. But then he does that, and that was just not okay with me. And not only does he do that, but uh, fucking his wife takes him back. Like, they just, they, they they continue on as if nothing happened almost. Yeah. That was the 80s, apparently. So they're on their way to California. They're about in Arizona. Something happens on their way to drop Aunt Edna off at her son's house that lives in Phoenix. Spoilers. She dies. She dies. After, mind you, Clark kills the dog. We forgot <coughs> to bring that part up. That's a hilarious scene. Yeah, they, they stopped off. I can't remember where it was. Uh, they were basically uh, camp camping, I guess Horrible you would say. Horrible cabins. Horrible cabins. Um, as they were leaving, Clark ties the dog up to the bumper as he's packing the stuff. And they forget the dog is there. Mm-hmm. They forget the dog is there. And a cop has to stop him. The cop has to stop him and show him, basically, basically accusing him of being a horrible, horrible, cruel individual. And it makes you still feel so bad for the dog because the cop makes comments like, "Poor little guy must have tried to keep up for a mile before he had to quit." <laughs> and it's, it just makes you feel so horrible about it. Like it's 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 horrible. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it, funny, but it's horrible. Clark was not malicious no he legitimately did tie the dog to the bumper of the car and forget about the dog but he was was awful but he was happy to see the dog at the same time yeah so yeah but then uh, shortly after after uh the dog bites the dust on edna follows on edna follows and it's a while before they realize it too they're driving with her in the car for a long time they assume she's sleeping or something and she's like leaning on the kids and stuff like that and they're just like oh my god this old lady's sleeping on me and stuff and after a while um ellen basically says kids wake up at nana she has to take her pills and they try to wake her up and they realize clark she's dead and they all freak out and they run off the road and everything like that and jump out the car it's crazy yeah how do they solve this problem they're middle of the desert no authorities around they're close to their uh family member's house how do they solve the problem scott they tire to the roof rack adam not only do they tire to the roof rack they tire sitting up as if she's sitting in a goddamn chair <laughs> <Only her purse. laughs> yeah yeah that's how they tire so you could clearly see a person just tied up on the roof well adam what happens when they get to phoenix and they get to their cousin norby's house it's raining pouring cats and dogs oh yes it's pouring just hardcore but what else uh, i'm trying to remember he's not home Oh yeah, that's right. It's, He's yeah. not home. He he had to leave. He, had, he to... had to go to Flagstaff or something. He was not home, and here they they have his dead mother with them. They have this dead mother with a schedule to keep. <laughs> they do. They have a schedule they're, to keep. They're getting they're getting to Wally World. So Clark, in his infinite wisdom, decides to leave his mother on the back porch, sitting in the chair with a note taped to her. Yes, they did leave a note. So yeah, they they left a note so. They did leave a note. And I mean, you can't leave without saying some words. No. And, uh, the word, like when, when Clark has to say a few kind words, 
in memoriam of Aunt Edna. I, uh, he was just going on. I, was, I remember laughing so hard that I missed a lot of what he said. But when he, at the end, when he goes, Barugata, hallelujah. <laughs> it was great. And the scene goes a little like this. Suffering and this is our moment of great despair. Yay, admit this good and decent woman into thine arms and the flock in thine heavenly area up there. And Moab, he laid it down behind the band of the Canaanites. And yay, though the Hindus speak of karma, Clark, I implore you, give her give her a break. Clark! best scenes one of the best scenes in the movie right there (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so great there's a lot of good scenes like that so then they finally get to california oh yes they do after their grand adventure all the ups and downs they had they finally make it now wally world (laughs) is Definitely supposed to be Disney World. Disneyland, I should say. Right. It's it's supposed to be Disneyland. If you look at it, you know, Marty Moose, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. It's in Southern California. Later on, we meet Roy Wally, who is not to be confused with Roy Disney. And he Roy Wally looks a lot like Walt Disney with the little he mustache. Does too, yeah. yeah. There's just so many little subtle things to like without being able to use the name Disney, they did. They got away with it. But uh they get there. What happens, Adam? Well they get there and they see an empty parking lot. Which is a great scene. Which is which is a we're the first ones here. I mean yeah. it's, it's mid afternoon. Yeah. Like the that's, First one's here, gang, and they're like, Clark, why are we parking so far away? We're first ones here, we'll be the first ones out. <laughs> like, like he's so delusional about it, and they get up to the they get to the gate, and what do they see? They can see a sign. Closed for two weeks for maintenance or something like that. Sorry, folks. <laughs> America's Family Fun Park is closed for two weeks for cleaning. Sorry. <laughs> and this is the point of the movie. And I feel like most of the vacation movies have this point where Clark snaps. He goes fucking nuts. He goes to um, was it a pawn shop? It was a sporting. It was a goods sporting store. goods store, right? It was a sporting goods store, and he buys a fake gun, a BB gun. It's a BB gun, yeah. <laughs> and he takes it to the park, and here we see a lovable, the comedic goof legend himself, John Candy. Sorry, fool. Park's closed for two weeks. Moose should have told you out front. (laughs) (laughs) He plays a security guard trying to keep people out and, you know, just doing his security guard stuff. And Clark basically takes him hostage. (laughs) He essentially points the gun at him, takes him hostage. And there's a second security guard there who he makes... He makes get to the ground and roll Sit. over on his back. Roll over. (laughs) And he's up with his arms and legs up in the air like a dog on his back. And they just walk past him. And they go through a montage of them just riding rides while Clark has the gun pointed over at the security guard. For such a small role that John Candy had, 
It was a great role. It was like, so memorable. It was, it was memorable. He just, he just talked the whole time. Just this, this, this back and forth. He's like, did your dad ever kill anyone before? <laughs> just a dog. Oh, am I Aunt Edna? Can't prove that, Russ. <laughs> it's like, Russ, can I call you Russ? I, I got to warn you. I, I, got, I got sick on this ride. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, you go through these series where he... the. When the roller coaster goes down, you see John Candy. He's got his cheeks puffed out like he's going to puke. And Russell Russ puts his hand, puts his hand over right his over his mouth like, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, it's so great. And, of course, as the montage is going, as you see them riding the different rides, Clark's still pointing the gun at the security the guard. The, the SWAT team shows up. You Which see they these... do in, like, every movie. Like, yeah, they do. Like, the SWAT team show up the end of Christmas Vacation, too. Hut, 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 hut. <laughs> <laughs> just, just these guys with assault weapons and armor just come popping out of the vans and and it's really great. They get off the they get off the last ride and as they're walking out, all of a sudden you hear somebody go freeze and just freaking twenty guys with assault weapons just pop up out of the bushes and point their guns and they all freak out and everything. It's it's such a it's so funny, so such a good Very scene. Very good scene. Very good scene. And he has to. Uh, Reason with with Mr. Roy Wally. Yeah, Roy Wally himself comes down to the park. He comes down, and Clark, being the Where salesman, are they? where are they? Are they terrorists? <laughs> are they Arabs? <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> Clark, Clark, or Clark, being the salesman that he is, has to you know go up to Roy Wally, reason his way out, explain things to him. Which in reality, the SWAT team would have never let him off the wall to go talk to the owner of the park mm-hmm. like that, but. It's it's great scene, Mr. Wally. You have you have kids. Are you kidding? I have seven. Did you ever drive cross country? Oh, we went to Florida once. It was it was horrible. That smell. Like, imagine if you got to Florida if Florida was closed. Well, they don't close Florida, Clark. It's a state. I, I know. I know that. But but imagine if they did. And then he says, "I'm not pressing charges." Oh, and yes. that was the culmination, and yay, everything's okay in the world again. You see the entire SWAT team and the, the Griswolds and just riding all the rides together. Right? And then, Classic 80s movie end. Everybody gets yeah. together. Oh, it's so 80s cliche, yeah. And then the credits roll, and everybody loves it. Great film. It is a great film. It's a classic movie. Everybody should be able to should. I don't care what generation you're born in. I feel like you may not get all the references, but you'll still find the joy and the comedy involved in that movie. So as far as uh, fatalities go, we lost one dog and we lost one Aunt Edna. I don't think anybody else died, did they? Am I missing any? <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's about it. Pretty sure. As far as nudity, we see Beverly D'Angelo's boobs a couple of times. Oh, yeah. You see it in the shower scene, and you see it when she jumps into the pool. Um, you, I guess you get you get a quick glimpse of... Uh, you see Clark's ass, Chevy Chase's ass, when he jumps into the pool. Yeah, real quick. And uh, You say you saw Christy Brinkley's butt, too, right? I don't, I don't remember that. Um, As far as nudity, we're keeping score, so we gotta, we got to get our deaths in our... In our I mean, I imagine I did. I, I think I did. I'm pretty sure I did. But I mean, it was if anything, it was a real quick like when she jumped in the pool. Like that would have had to have been it. So that's that. So, um, all right. What do you want to rate this movie? Um, I'm gonna give it a four. Solid four. Very good comedy. (coughs) Um, like I said, very '80s cliched. So you know, you have to deal with that. But it's not like bad 80s cliche. It's a very good 80s cliche. Um, as I said before, I think any generation could see this movie. And while may not get every reference, would still find it just as hilarious. So, Scott, what do you want to rate this movie? Well, it's pro- you're, you're probably pretty close to a four, but I'm going to give it... I'm going to be that guy, and I'm going to give it a 3.75. I don't think I, – I want to give it just under a 4 because as as far as the comedy holds up, there are some of the 80s things. Like I said, the millennials wouldn't quite understand, like like the reference to the diaphragm. Do people use diaphragms still? I don't know. I don't think so. I have no the idea. The Atari scene, 
just just silly little things. Yeah. That people don't. The understand. idea of driving cross country by itself, really? Let's no, be honest. I, I can relate to that. I honestly can relate to that, and I think there's a lot of people out there that could relate to the the of, road trip of the newer generation. The road trip. Yeah, it it would be a different kind of road trip. You wouldn't have the Walkman in the back seat with your cassette tape. You'd have your iPhone, your i, your, whatever you have to stream yeah. your music. Yeah. So it's it's different in that sense, but. People can relate to the road trip, the family vacation. Most people, anyway, I'll say. So that's it. Very solid film. Very good film. I Absolutely. enjoy. I enjoy it a lot. Um, that's that's pretty much it. You got anything else? No, I think I think we've covered just about all our bases for this wonderful episode of Throwback Cinema. So how can people get a hold of For Your Distraction? If you want to get a hold of us, tell us what you think of the movie. You know, if you have a suggestion for any movie you would like to see Throwback Cinema take on, email us at fouryourdistraction at gmail.com. You know, uh, we read all the emails. If you email us, you know, we'd like to read all your stuff on the air. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, search For Your Distraction. Like our page, follow us on Twitter at Podcast FYD. You know, share us with your friends. You know, help us grow by, you know, letting them know, hey, we got a cool podcast for you. Um, <clears throat> we are on Snapchat also at our Podcast FYD. Um, SoundCloud, obviously, you might be listening to us on SoundCloud. If you have an iPhone, it might be easier for you to go on iTunes and listen to us. We are on there. Subscribe to us. Leave us a rating, leave us a comment, all that good stuff. Uh, Periscope. You know, follow us on Periscope. We like to uh, Periscope most of the episodes we do. Not not all of them. You know, we'll do most of it. Um, <coughs> do you have anything else for us, Scott? No, no, that's pretty much it. We we got we got some more. We got a few other movies we're thinking about doing. Throwback. You pick the next one, Adam. Do you know? It is you, my turn. Do you know? I don't know. Not gonna lie to you, I don't so you know. You can't give the people a sneak peek. You, no. you haven't even decided yet. I haven't even decided. I gotta go. I gotta peruse Netflix a little bit, see what's on there, <clears throat> check my movie collection, see what I got on there. You know, I got. I gotta see. I gotta see what I'm gonna do next. I might. To you it. know what? Maybe somebody will give me a good suggestion. Something I might want to do. So maybe I'm looking forward to it. Me too. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in to this for your distraction special edition throwback cinema our review of National Lampoon's Vacation. Remember, it's all part of the experience, kids.